Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Excited mm. to finally talk about a game where you can be V. Oh, oh shit. That's his shit. initials. <laughs> yeah. That's Ben's initials. Yes. Well, the, my favourite weapon to be using in <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is the, is dildo. the MP5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time a character says... My name's Adam. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, Every yeah, time yeah. a character says something to you in the game and mm. addresses you by V, mm. are you sitting there responding and going, please, call me Ben. <laughs> no, yes. need to be, yeah. no need to be so formal. Yes. <laughs> oh, you dropped the, the B. So that's, you know... Yeah. I thought yeah. that yeah. V... This isn't a spoiler for the game. Yeah. But this, I think, could be... Should we just start talking about Cyberpunk first oh, yeah, or do the Game Awards? Let's do Game Awards. There's one y- thing before yeah. I forget. Okay. Because yeah. I thought the name V was like a futuristic, cyberpunky, cool name. Yeah. Yes. And then there's a scene yes. where someone goes, all right, Victor. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. please, only my friends get to call me by my <laughs> yeah, full name. Yeah. My father's name was yeah. Victor. Yeah. Please just call me V, a normal nickname. Yeah. yeah. You know what? We, let's just talk about the Game Awards for an hour because I feel like that little snippet <laughs> yeah. sums up the entire game. That's my whole experience with <laughs> Cyberpunk is like, oh, this thing looks like it's cool. <laughs> oh, it's that? Oh. That's the game <laughs> yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I wish it stayed as superficial as everyone was saying it was. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, the Game Awards happened uh, mm. just a few short days ago uh, Typically a lot of big announcements, a lot of big award winners yeah. Congratulations to Last of Us 2 yep. You love to see the underdog <laughs> walk away with the title <laughs> And uh, yeah, very satisfying, very yeah. satisfying win it's, That's, uh, I forgot that there were even the awards at the thing uh, like Right, that, Yeah. It's uh, E3 is completely obsolete now, right? The Game Awards is E3 and... Some awards, I, I guess, guess so, because everyone's just sort of doing their own thing with that stuff now. Mm. Everyone just mm. puts out their own little videos on mm-hmm. the internet. Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo all do it now. Totally. So but we, E3 uh, is definitely gone. And yeah. the Game Awards is now, bizarrely, despite the fact that E3 is obsolete, mm. the thing that everyone does watch. Like, we all... Well, I, I watched a bit of it live. You watched most of it live, Knox? I think I struggled through all of it. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. And, like... The actual announcements that were there weren't that interesting. Yes. To be honest. They were last year, though. I feel like it has been really interesting. There has been before. some great yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. weird year. Yeah. Like, it makes yeah. sense that a lot of people would be like, oh, shit, let's put all our stuff back for longer because, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah, no the- one wants to say this is coming out next year and then yeah. not know what the future holds and everything. Yeah. Exactly. So, is, I mean, I feel like we've said this in the past, but it is very funny that they've combined 
award show and announcements spectacular. Mm. Like if mm. the if the Oscars just had trailers, yeah, littered all the way through it. Yeah, I feel like we say this every year, but it is worth repeating because it is just a very bizarre thing to go. This is what award shows are. Like, well, oh, not really, if what? the Oscars did drop surprise trailers, yeah. more people would watch the Oscars for sure. Right. And also, yeah. it, it, the other weird thing about the Game Awards is that they even differentiate between which of these trailers they consider to be ads mm. and which they consider to be like, oh, exclusive fun. This is trailers. Right. This yeah. is a f- well, they're premieres. all ads. It's all ads. It's all ads. The whole thing Even is- the awards are ads. That is, I guess, the thing about the Oscars is like it's an, it's an ad for the movie industry. Yeah. If you didn't get around to this, mm. it's like, well, now it's been voted the best. So yeah. maybe get off your little fanny and <laughs> download Last of Us 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the announcements that they did have... A couple of them were just holding patterns. The Bioware ones specifically, there was two, right? There was Mass Effect and Dragon Age 4. So Dragon Age, they just it said Dragon Age. Right. Like, I don't th- I guess it'll have a subtitle at some point. Mm. But yeah, just a little bit of CG for that and for the idea of a new Mass Effect game, which yeah. they'd already mentioned in their thing saying that the... Um, remastered trilogy thing was coming out they were like and we're working on another mass effect yeah and then again here they were like see there's an asari yeah remember them yeah um so and i think they like kind of went sorry about andromeda at some point during that right announcement oh well that because i think they clarified i've forgotten the entire content of it except yeah the asari that it's going to be in the milky way it's not in the andromeda galaxy she brushed i think it was liara and she brushed off some snow off of a thing that had that n7 logo so it's like i think it's a sequel to mass effect which is what people crazily enough Mm. always wanted from a mass effect game you wouldn't have been able to predict it Mm. that this series they made that the whole point of it is that it was all interlinked in this one little world or big world but yeah anyway so those were two things should we go through what got announced? I've got a little list here. Yeah. I um, I remember, I think it was the first thing that was announced was the Sephiroth stuff, right? Maybe. I think Perfect Dark was maybe before that. Or maybe I just missed the start then. <laughs> 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 the yeah. first thing I saw when I opened my eyes in the morning. When the day began at 11.30am for everybody. Yes. The first thing you see in the Star Wars trilogy is Yoda. <laughs> yes. I tuned in halfway through the third one. Yeah, I, walk, I worked in the cinema and I just walked through one of the sessions one day. Darth Vader's dying. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Crazy way, way to, to kick it off. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, general again cg trailer for perfect dark right that used the phrase um eco sci-fi i believe oh which is uh, it so it's to do with the game eco right <laughs> it's yeah, a sci-fi right. take on eco yeah the dolphin <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, everyone's got their own little thing for what that could mean that's very fun i'll um um E- 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 ecological is my take okay. which is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's a yep. weird one honestly <laughs> so <laughs> they they talked about how like yeah this is about the world dying like, right oh, fun the weird for perfect uh, and so this is a game that you guys both really liked right the original the one day, yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah i haven't i've never gone back to mm. it but i remember the hype for it at the time being off the chain as the weird uh, for a video game to be really, really, <laughs> really hyped. Do you know what? Yeah, it I mean, didn't run that well. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and did people send death threats to Nintendo? Or? I think we were about fifteen years prior to when that started happening mm. uh, in earnest. Mm. Sure, it did happen in some capacity. 
you know, we but just... But you had to take just, the trouble to get a letter. I guess that yeah, email exactly. existed in the yeah. year 2000. Someone would have written and, you know, someone would have sent a death threat into Nintendo Power magazine sure. for not rating it high enough. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it only got 101% <laughs> in your fucking Nintendo 64 magazine. God. I remember they gave it that and I was <laughs> even at the age of 10 or something, mm. I was like, that's ridiculous. That's an ad. Yeah. <laughs> this is an ad. I remember Turok 2 getting a perfect score. Oh. Really? Yeah, and I think that's maybe why they then had to go for... 101% for Perfect Dark because they were like, oh, wow, we, we like this more than Turok 2. Yeah. What, are we, what are we meant to do? We've already mm. given that a perfect score. It's really, really dumb. And it's, this is kind of nothing to do with it, honestly, because right. it's uh, a studio that Microsoft made of people from all different studios. They got like a super group together mm. is the idea called The Initiative. And I think this is like a reboot pretty much. Right. right. The, um, but the idea that there's it still kind of this lingering, you know, um, fandom for that uh, franchise mm. seems a little misguided because there was a sequel that on the Xbox that was not too hot, yeah. I believe. That was like a launch game for the 360. Right. right. And um, I, I didn't like it, I remember, but I don't remember too many details about it. I think it's just a cool-sounding name. Yeah. Right. Too. It is. It is. If it's you good can branding. acquire that name, mm. Perfect Dark. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. It intrigues What's that me. About? Is that eco sci-fi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very modern. HDR, you mm. know, ray tracing. These yeah. Oh, yeah, QLED the pixels. Black. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we really are living in the age of perfect dark. Mm. Yeah, take the name and make it about a guy buying a new TV. <laughs> yes. I want the yeah. blacks to be as black as we possible. Can, yeah. We can contribute a lot of writing for this. We've yeah. got a lot. We've got a history of buying exactly. TVs on this show. Make it an indie. It's None just of a us have a simulator where you go to JB Hi-Fi mm. and just chat to the guy about what you want. <laughs> Uh, they said Master Chief is going to be in Fortnite. Oh, yeah. Um, and then a lot of the announcements were on that sort of level. Yeah. It was like, yeah. season one of uh, fucking Black Ops Cold War is coming. Like, oh, what? Yeah. I can't believe that they're doing... It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Like a cyberpunk car in Forza. Uh, right. Flight Simulator coming to the Xbox, which we already knew. <laughs> That's a funny mm. announcement. Hey, this game that came out today. Yes. Guess what? You can use one of the cars from it in another game. Mm-hmm. It's like it's. Th- I'm still downloading the day one patch. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. haven't fired it yeah. up yet. I this won't work- be the only way I can see this car properly. <laughs> the textures are yeah. actually loading in Forza. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. This car's coming out three months before the day one patch, essentially. <laughs> yep. Dragon Age, Mass Effect. Um, yeah, Sephiroth is a new character in Smash Brothers. Fine. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Ghosts and Goblins things. I'm looking at Nia Replicant. Oh, yeah. Which looked really good to me. Mm. I loved Automata, and that's Mm. a remake of the uh, first one that came out. Right. And uh, I think that's out in April. Mm. There you go. I mean, you can get a lot of this on other places in the internet, too. (laughs) A lot of this information. No, we're breaking this stuff. You could specifically go to the website that I'm reading from. (laughs) Eurogamer. But yeah, um, no big, uh, no, nothing no, nothing too uh, big and exciting. Well, no, because mm. a, a lot of it was either known or uh, is so far away that it seems like it doesn't exist. Yeah. And in the case of a thing like, you know, Ghosts and Goblins, it's like, oh, that's cool. Mm. I bet it's not great when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look very having, good. Yeah. The, yeah. the graphics, the, the style of them looked really shitty to yeah. me. Right, that's the cartoony sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something called the Callisto Protocol, which is from the people who made Dead Space and look like Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new Left 4 Dead game basically called Back 4 Blood, mm-hmm. uh, made by the same people. New Elder Scrolls Online stuff. Oh, yeah. Mor- no, yeah, is it- no, Morrowind already exists. It's some bullshit. Oh, it's Oblivion stuff, sorry. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. sounds right. Yep. 
And uh, then as I was settling into like the idea of, well, okay, it looks like nothing's going to really surprise me with this. Mm -hmm. We're just spinning the wheels. Who pops up? But Vinethy Diesel mm. <laughs> out of nowhere and genuinely made me laugh quite hard. Yep. <laughs> Just his face in any context other than a Fast and Furious movie mm-hmm. looks ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Him dressed up for, so it turned out to be Ark 2, which is a shame. Yep. Um, could, uh, not a shame. Uh, maybe Ark's good, but I just don't know anything about it. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he, he looks fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. as like a cyber caveman. Uh, Nothing but respect for my V, Mr. V. <laughs> yeah. D. I'm into the V8s that he drives and not so much the V mm, boars that he rides. I can't think. Velociraptor. Oh, dinosaurs. Yeah. I've got dinosaurs. I'm more of a fan of Vin Unleaded. You know, yeah. Yeah. a bit humbler, keeps yeah. it a bit more real, more mm. for the average guy like me. If you can't afford Vin Diesel, Vin LPG is actually way cheaper. <laughs> you can get him in you your... you got to convert your car to V. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But you can get a switch usually oh, to go yeah, between sure. the two. Um, I did like V-Bores, Nox. I think you should have stuck with V-Bores and the thing <laughs> he rides. Don't lie to me. They're doing like an ARC animated series that has like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Very expensive cast. looking yeah. cast. Yeah. Some Warhammer game that (laughs) everyone knew about. Uh, Something called Open Roads that's like an Annapurna published thing that looked... It's gone home, people. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fulbright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Okay, and Tacoma. I liked both of them. Yes. I like Annapurna. They put out good stuff. The style of this trailer looked really cool too. Like the characters were like... 2D animated and running at that frame rate and then the background was all 3D. That's right, yeah, yeah. Looked really nice. Something called Season, which looked kind of cool. I don't know anything about the people who developed it, but it it looked... Do you remember this one? Yeah, the style is great, yeah. They had a jacket tied around their neck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Riding a bike around. Mm. But again, like it's the sort of thing where there's not really a huge amount of actual information in this presentation at least maybe it's available out there oh there was just a, not giving it to you there was a bit more there was gameplay i feel like from the next game from the a way out guy yeah it takes to the two-player co-op thing that actually looked kind of cool yeah that looked fun another co-op thing it's about like a, a broken down relationship that these people are being forced to mend in mm. a fantasy setting yeah we'll probably end up playing that at some point yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes um yeah. well two of us will yeah. yeah, the other one can watch. Uh, <laughs> can you make a version of this about thruples? <laughs> uh, this actually is... <laughs> yeah, why not a polyamory video yeah. game? Couch cop polyamory Yes, game. Yeah, that's every video game, really. <laughs> <laughs> Disco Elysium's getting a free upgrade to being called the final cut and yes. then putting voice acting in for every line in the game. That's crazy. Extra stuff in there as well. Yeah. I'm very happy that I've held out on that game. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. that's... A, that's because there is a lot of lines in the game. Uh, it kind of feels like uh, it'll be, for, for us, like coming to it late, that, you know, sort of like we all held out to play uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Mm. And so we kind of got to do it all as like the complete package. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, if you're going to play Cyberpunk in a year, mm. right. maybe that's the experience. Right, right, right. Mm. <laughs> Some other little bits and pieces. A Swedish chef showed up and was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, get out of here. But <laughs> Overcooked, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have the same experience with the Game Awards every year for one reason or another where I'm not watching it, I'm in the car <laughs> yep. and my really my only experience with it unless I hear that there's you know something got announced mm. that I want to go back and then watch the trailer for but for the actual show itself my only experience of it is you guys talking about it with each other in mm-hmm. our group chat yes and you know you you're both watching it so you're just commenting in a <laughs> in a vague way <laughs> yeah. about things that are happening 
And I honestly kind of prefer it that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, just seeing a message from you, Vin Diesel made me laugh so much. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck's going on in this show? <laughs> yeah. And then they, it's a, it's a, it's a weird show because it, like, it, it, it kind of isn't fun to watch. Right. Because it always seems like everyone there is so nervous. Yeah. Do you know yes. what I mean? Because yep. it's live, it's broadcast, especially this year, it must have been so hard to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That, um, feeling makes me tense <laughs> totally yeah i guess that's the difference with performance based arts awards shows it's like well tom hanks doesn't look nervous yeah exactly. he's not nervous <laughs> <laughs> he's that done would this be before. a good bit though like, <laughs> yeah getting up and like shaking as you're presenting the award for best drama well and then the problem is when they because they had like brie larson and keanu reeves and i think a couple of other like, like john david washington from tenet yeah one he showed yeah. up and they all look baffled yeah like yeah. they they're not so much they like they obviously all know what video games are. John David Washington more so was like, and Chris Nolan was there too, and he was right. like, "It's incredible that video games can tell a story." And it's like, "It's incredible that you can, mate." We've all seen Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but I've heard, and I thought, I'm going to get the joke in. <laughs> We've all read takes about Tenet. Yeah, we've yeah. all seen Tenet tweets and gone. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll watch it when it's on TV. Right. We feel like we know what it is in spite of having not seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've I'm, I've formed my opinion on it, and then I'll go backwards to watching it. Mm. Mm, like memento, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just that that, and it's so long. Yes. And there's so many fucking things in it that you don't care about. And Are we heaps talking of time about tenants still? <laughs> <laughs> this is the game. <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> um. Yeah. It. It wasn't enjoyable to watch. Really. This. I year think there's less personality. Like I don't really know. Who games developers are So it just makes it A little less engaging But I mean It's good that They are getting out there And people are Learning who these people are That make this stuff The same that we know Who Christopher Nolan is But it, uh, Currently For me I'm, I just I don't care as much And it's cool Like I think also Like the fact that you're on Zoom And having to do an acceptance speech Over Zoom mm, Yeah When you've just found out That you've won And it like It's crazy that it even worked Yeah yeah um, But all the Among Us people Want a bunch of stuff And mm. they seem very excited About that Which is cool That's for them cool. Yeah. And um, you know it, It's good Good for everybody involved Just like yeah, <laughs> watching Eddie Vedder play the song from The Last of Us and be like, yeah, man, uh, The Last of Us was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, Eddie. Yeah. I don't know. I also think too, like, all, you know, all art is subjective, but it seems kind of harder to give a shit about a game-winning best game than it does a movie-winning best picture. Mm. Does that matter? It's, it's like, oh, yeah, The Last of Us is the best. It's like... All right, wow, The Last of Us beat out Animal Crossing. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. They're at such different levels of production and mm. different types of thi- like which I guess is kind of true of movies too, but for some reason like Parasite winning, you could feel like, wow, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Mm. But I guess on the on the scale of like best game, they generally are all these big studio games that are as that are made with as much behind them as each other so and if it's like because i think hades was nominated and if that one i think like heaps of people would have been really psyched because it was like this right. sort of underdog but at the same time i would have been like well it didn't have the same scope and the writing like it had good like it had all this good stuff mm. but yeah I, when i would compare it to something like the last of us 2 
I just I don't see how you can. It's not on the same scale almost. It's yeah. kind of weird when with video games, it's a problem in general with reviewing them, especially where there are, and we'll get to this, technical elements of a game that yeah. can really impact how good you think it is. Totally, yeah. Where that just tends to not be the case with movies because they're all you know, pretty, like, if every, obviously there's a lot of CGI and there's big uh, yes. budgets for bigger movies, but it doesn't make a difference to the experience of watching it. Mm. Yeah. But the experience of playing a game can be vastly different purely based on the amount of money and technical ability they were able to pump into it. Well, if you had to bring your own chair to the cinema right. and if the filmmakers had to build their own camera to make the movie. And if they were uh, like, hey, there's some screens this will not look good on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If you go to a certain type of cinema from seven years ago that we advertise this is fine on, mm, but yeah. it, mm. it just will look like a shithouse movie. Yeah. yeah. If you go to a drive-in in the rain, you're going to have a fucking bad time with <laughs> <Yes>. this one. <laughs> also, this chain of uh, cinemas, the projector doesn't work with this movie. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, sorry. It, it, but not sorry. Because <laughs> we got your money and that's uh, important. Yeah. So, um, but uh, uh, yeah, some kind of cool announcements, but nothing that interesting. Same as for most of the rest of the year yeah. with stuff that wasn't like, this is coming out now. Totally. Yeah. Yes. There, it, it does feel like the next couple of years, people are like, oh, fuck, can we put this out yet? Yeah. Mm. Same with like, you know, with the Xbox platform in general, there's so many games announced for it, but they're so nebulous because they're like, oh, it's going to come out at some point, but mm. we've just got a CGI trailer that um, I guess your brain just almost doesn't make it real yet. Mm. 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 Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that happened and we addressed it. Anything else to talk about this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So much to say. Yes. So much to say about uh, Cyberpunk 2013. 77. Yep, there you go. She got it. <laughs> I was about to say 2027. I'm like, it doesn't feel that far off in the future no. at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the game, it's the, what is it? The tabletop role-playing game it's based on was called Cyberpunk 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was so made in the 80s. The, uh, the, there's a character who you interact with in 2077 mm. who was meant to have died in 2023. Oh. And the 2023 looks very different to what 2023 will look like. So this world right. is set in that world that is like a tabletop game from decades ago. Right. Yeah, so they already diverged from our timeline. Exactly. A long so time this ago, 2020 yeah. is already not it's not our uh, 57 years from yeah, now. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. my 57 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't vote for this 57 years from now. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we've all been playing it uh, for close to a week mm. now. I am playing the PS4 version on a PS5. Mm -hmm. uh, ben, I believe you dipped in on the PS5 version and then have gone... I think from from just talking to you over yes. the last week, I think you've started this game about four different times now. I have, yes, <laughs> literally four, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I started on the PS5, the, obviously the PS4 version. <laughs> Um, yeah, didn't it's like, like you're playing it like it's a game from the 80s Where when you die you just have to go yeah. right back to the start <laughs> yeah, Put yeah. another coin in and <laughs> yeah. buy another copy for a different platform yes. <laughs> Well I, I think I do this for, for role playing games in general I do like it, how the character looks and how it plays And how that uh, background story stuff sets it up it Impacts you know my enjoyment of the game sure. A, sure. a lot So <clears throat> yeah tried it um, didn't like the character, didn't like how the voice matched the look, it just didn't feel right. Started again, and then the PS, uh, the PC version finished like unpacking because that took like four hours or yep. something. Yeah. And it, for us, it didn't unlock for like 12 hours or something like that, right. or 11 hours. 
So, yes. It's so funny that you played the game while you were waiting for the game to be yeah, ready to play. Yeah. <laughs> Ordering Uber Eats while you're cooking a meal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, then um, played on PC mm-hmm. for, like, I, th- I think I've clocked about 15 hours. Okay. And then I just started a new playthrough yesterday on PS5 as the female character to see how that Right, went. right, and I've just been playing it on PC. Right, 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 right. So that is my all the stuff you mentioned about the choice mm. and like worrying if you've made the right one. That's kind of my first issue with it. I mean, yeah, yeah booting it up, the character customization, which for for all that was said about like how deep this character creator was going to be, it's just. Another character creator tool. I've mm-hmm. never been into it. You get a new game, you're excited to play it, you want to be in the world, and instead you just feel like you spend 15 minutes fucking around looking through 20 different noses. Mm-hmm. Especially I, when it's pretty much entirely uh, superfluous and aesthetic. You're in first person mode. You right. yeah. do not get to choose as well uh, what the personality or demeanor or anything about the actual character is. Yeah. You are this playing is, as yes. a predefined, very personality-ish yeah. uh, Led. person. <laughs> yes. Like yes. someone who very much has a tone to them. That mm. is the weirdest thing about it to me. I can't... I th- Most games I can think of where you do where you have a character creation tool mm. then once you're in the game the character is a bit of a blank slate you totally. don't hear them talk or you you have dialogue options but you select them as just text you don't hear the voice yeah this person has so much personality to mm. them that all you are picking is the look and mm-hmm. it just yeah. and you and you still get dialogue options to pick but then you're hearing them voiced in a very yeah specific way yeah and it just feels to me like just design a character and just have me you have. You yeah. have designed a character. Yeah. Just create the look of them as well and then... It, it feels like they fell somewhere between The Witcher 3's really good version of this, which is like a good, interesting character that you get to guide a little bit and like customise the haircut of yeah. <laughs> in-game. Uh, I love character customization tools. Right. I spent like half an hour making the first one just because I was tr- like trying every option, doing a bunch mm-hmm. of you know different combos. Um, love doing it in RPGs. This is not a particularly robust one, though. Like this, I think I put in our chat, it's like slightly less um, robust than the Monster Hunter World one yeah. was. And that one, that game did have more of a blank slate character. So it was more interesting yeah. to really customize the look. But yeah, this is just an okay one. I think even like Fallout 4's one was way more, um, had way more customizability because you could like use the joystick or the thumbstick to like move the cheek position. And, yeah, like, move, yeah. Like you could actually customize it. Like people have made celebrity lookalikes in Fallout 4. Mm. This, it is just a series of presets, which right. is pretty disappointing for a game that is called Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, and for all the talk about the being able to customize the genitals, which I already yeah. found a little bit cringy. Yeah. You, then you go in and it's like, yeah, you can pick two sizes of dick or a vagina. Yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) And it really has no impact. Like a lot of the concerns from like the trans community was how are these choices going to be treated by other characters in the game? They're not treated at all. You don't, it's never brought up or mentioned by anyone in any scene or any regard. Mm. Right. Yeah. Which in one, I guess there's an argument to say like good. Yes. But then another argument is like, why seemingly use this as uh, a pretty 
vapid marketing thing. It almost which, seems like which, rather than it's just very superficial. It's just, yeah, it's 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 uh, lip service to the idea of customization or body modification or whatever but it doesn't you can't even service your lips yeah <laughs> you yeah get preset lips yes i want to service them which feels like that's kind of my overall uh kind of criticism of a lot of this of like the having the being able to put genitals in there is that someone just went this would be cool <laughs> right and that's it right the end there's no deeper thought mm. to it there's no consideration of what that actually means and what you can actually end up doing with that, it's just pure surface level. Wouldn't it be cool if you can choose the dick size? Now, I agree with this as it applies to the game as an open world game. I think most of the stuff in this game that is like sandboxy or like separate from the main story is like, wouldn't this be cool? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but let's not build any systems behind it or any any depth to it or mm. any whatever. It's just like, wouldn't this be cool if we did this look, if this design looked like this, if this had lots of neon lights? Like, mm-hmm. that's most of the game. Yeah. But uh, the story and stuff and the missions, and I feel like the gameplay for me, again, running it on a PC that's mm-hmm. pretty new, is great. I love it. I feel like maybe they could have leaned harder into this being an uh, a linear sci-fi shooter yeah yep. and they could have avoided a lot of the stuff that we're finding being like a puddle <laughs> rather I than agree a because they're yeah. treating they they really do treat it like that and mm. like that's my other like this is a matter of personal taste like mm. the setting up and picking a background right for, for your character to start with that sort of stuff always stresses me out because exactly what you're talking about right. you're in it and you you can't help but feel like ah what uh, what, what would the other one be like? Right. Should, I, should I restart and go back? Would that be? I, I kind of mm-hmm. don't like having too much choice at the very start of a game. But right. anyway, like because you don't know what the implications are going to be for the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to tell. I've, yeah, yeah. You're you're always gonna, and I know you generally feel kind of the same about this sort of stuff, Knox. You always you can't help but think about what you're what you're missing as you're mm. playing. Or later on, uh, the same thing with like the Souls games when you get into them. It's mm. like, well, what the fuck does strength actually mean? Right. What am right, I going to, sure. am I going to get halfway through this and be like, well, none of the weapons are good with strength. Mm. I should have gone something, you know. The high I mean? dexterity character. Or yeah, something. yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. I kind of um, prefer the thing of, yeah, everyone who's playing this game starts out at the same level with the same base. And branch off. And then you're mm. incrementally mm. building up as you go along yeah. based on your skill level or your personal choices yeah. as it gets further and further in. Yeah, because I agree that the main story, for the most part, does sort of shift and change a little bit in uh, an interesting enough way. Right. Like, there are missions you do or don't get based on certain choices. There are people who do or don't hang around based on certain choices. Mm -hmm. And that stuff works well for what is designed as a straightforward narrative first-person shooter, basically. Yeah. Like, Dishonored type of game. It's that sort of thing. It's like those modern Deus Ex games. It's like Dishonored. Uh, it's it's that game. I think yeah, the interaction of the systems in the game for that is really fun. Like I my my mm. character, my first main character that I'm doing has like significant amount of points in the hacking stuff and ranged weapons and stealth. And so my approach to missions is very flexible and can be varied and it's a lot of sneaking and hacking and distracting people and running into a room and taking out that guy and then that guy before anyone notices and like it's very satisfying to do that mm. in a world where the setting is really appealing to me. I love cyberpunk as a mm-hmm. genre and sci-fi in general. And this is like I'm running around in Blade Runner. Like it's, I, I love it. I love that pure surface level visual aesthetic. And with like a fun, pretty flexible first person RPG shooter 
happening inside it, I'm really enjoying it. Right. I think I'm nowhere near as into it as that for sure. I think that in still, fr- I think that this game has some really good writing in it. Yes, yes. And has a very good photo mode. Yes. Because like the a still image of this game looks really good mm. and I think everything else about it is really middling. Right. That's Be- because that- you think it's not finished yet or because I think there are more fundamental problems with the design of it that like I'm not really enjoying the shooting. Right. And and the the actual gameplay of it because I think it's really um it, it's kind of broken in some ways where like I can, I've been just zipping through everything with a shotgun because it's so fucking easy to do. Right. Yeah. I've been doing the same. Yeah. And I, I, like I did all the tutorials. And it doesn't matter where- as well. If you just mm. kill everybody in a room, it, there's no concept, there's no benefit to not doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Other yeah. than making your own thing. And it sounds like right. that's what you're doing where you're kind of like, I'll, I'll, I'll create my own thing and abide by like role playing, I guess. It's exactly why I loved Fallout 4 is because like, yeah, it was broken in a lot of ways on launch and some of the elements of that game were very superficial, but mm. it provided me a sandbox to role play in and I, I have played Fallout 4 for like 300 hours. And yeah. that's just a different style of approach, I guess. Because yeah. I'm just like, I'm... Playing it as a game where you can see the edges, I'm like, oh well, this will be easier. Right. And just through, and yeah. I, you know. Maybe that's what it is. Because yeah, I I kind of what you're saying about you loving doing the stealth and the hacking and everything. Mm. I did all those tutorials where it teaches you all that, and I kind of thought, I thought I had you know a handle on it, mm. and I thought, ah, oh, okay, this is this is fun. This will be cool. But then yeah, in practice, I just. I just don't end up doing any of that stuff. Right. I think I get in the moment and I'm like, oh yeah, how do you hack and do all this again? Or I just, I think maybe it's more like that, Knox. I just don't feel like I have to do that. Like I don't feel like I'm in any really areas don't. where mm. sort of like, okay, I can kind of see how if I sneak around here, I can take this guy out and then I can do this to that camera. It's just kind of like feels a little bit, I don't know, like clunky to do. You get noticed super quickly and it's mm. just like, all right, whip the shoddy out and just take care of it. Like mm. it feels less... Uh, it feels less essential to do those things once you're, for me personally, once I'm in practice, which right. I, I loved the idea of doing all that. Like in the tutorials, I thought, wow, okay, yeah, cool. This will be really fun. Mm. But yeah. I think with the hacking stuff, especially the game doesn't explain itself super well. Mm. I agree like, with that. I, I, while I'm enjoying it now, having played it, yeah, for like a week solid, mm. I was very overwhelmed at the start by all of this stuff. There's a lot of terminology that it doesn't, really go into go to any effort mm. to tell you what it like it gives you the little tutorials but then once you're doing stuff you get to it and it's like what the fuck is breach protocol yes yes yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you there's just terms that you kind of have to fuck with and go like oh oh it just does this i think right, i get it now. i think with well like with a lot of this stuff it's like it's in literally the fine print it's like well right. sure if while you're in a mission and you can hold down tab to start scanning stuff and you highlight breach protocol there's little writing that says uh, doing this will make every successive hack cheaper with the RAM. And, uh, and then you're like, even well, the what RAM the stuff? fucking RAM for? <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Oh, the RAM is magic points. <laughs> yes. The, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like it's, a sequel. it's like it's the third one in a series and it, it assumes well, that you've played. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you get it. It's the same thing that the yeah. first Witcher had where it's like, you've read the books, right? Yeah, right, I, right. Which it's, uh, that's exactly how it feels at the very, very start of this game. It's like, what are you... Uh, I mean, it literally, it does start in media res and you're like already this character who's like had a life and stuff, but you you start mid conversation. I <laughs> it's think really it yeah. brings out like my biggest issues with, because like the main story and like some of the more detailed side missions are cool when you're in them. 
but like, but partly because it's like just, oh, well, this character already has a life. These people know them, sort of. Right. But you just get these random fucking phone calls when you go to a new area, like yeah. Grand Theft Auto 2 or something, yeah. where someone's like, yeah, I'm the boss of this place and you get jobs through me. I'll text them to you. I, I, that is so poorly implemented. It sucks. You're back. Because, like, at this point, like, I have a couple of vehicles. I'm just, you know, I'm really I'm enjoying, like, just riding the motorbike around the city. Mm. But every time you get to a new area, I guess for the first time, yeah. you just get a random phone call from someone who you've never met before who's like, I, I give you jobs in this area. And I'm like, I have 20 side quests already yeah. that I don't really understand and the where way, they came from. And They're and the these way fixes. That- like, there's a reason, kind of, in quotes in the story. And then when you read the text message about the job they send you, there's some, you know, explanation for why. But every mission, other than a select few that have had more effort put into them, you get just because you're near enough to where it happens. Yeah. Someone tells you, hey, there's a psycho here. (laughs) And you can read more about why they were psycho and all of that stuff. But the actual mission is always just like, shoot this person or talk to them. Or like sometimes not even that much option. Like mm. it re- they're they're not very good and they're not very well presented. I, I think they're good, but that's because I, yeah, I think I'm. It's tough with a game like this, right? Mm. Because you want them to give you the options of how to approach every mission uh, with a certain level of flexibility, which means that they have to let you be able to run through with a shotgun if you want to play this type of character. Like, they just haven't balanced it out, though, right. I don't think, where, like... Well, because I don't think you want them to force you to play as, like, a, a stealthy guy in half the missions or a third of them because it is it is a role-playing game. You want to be able to approach each mission as a crazy guy with a katana or a crazy guy with a shotgun or a hacker or... Yeah. If they give you those options and you gravitate towards one... Is that the fault of the game or... Well, I, you, I tried know, like, doing the stealth mm. stuff though and it just wasn't very satisfying to me. Right. Because the AI felt bad in a lot of ways where like I distract them and then they just like turn and go walk over the thing and just stand there and it was just kind of flat. I, I Yeah. It, I, I feel like the, the, the options provided are good ones, but I think the execution of most of them is a little subpar. I agree with that. But it's that. probably because they have... Tried to include so many, I guess. I don't know. I also felt like the tutorials that I did were, were like a very clunky way of... Like you literally go into a program yeah, that's yeah. like, here's the tutorial program. Yeah. Rather than having a seamless thing in the story where it, you're being taught to do it. It makes it, sense for when you're going to replay it, which is what they intend. So the, Yeah, like, of yeah. course. But it, it, and it, it makes sense in universe. Like I thought, I was like, oh, this is sick. This is like the Matrix. This is... This is what would happen in cyberpunk, mm. but in t- in just in a broader storytelling, um, or in a broader uh, way of telling stories, yeah. it is not very elegant. It it just yeah, it is. It that is kind of a big overall problem that I have with it is the inelegance of it, like right. the way that is presented, the inventory management. I I really don't like having right. to go into a pause menu to sift through all the guns that you pick up. Just feels mm. kind of a bit clunky like and again this is a this is a console specific complaint it'll i'm sure it's completely different on a pc but Mm. when you're in the map you've got a legend but you have no way of selecting stuff in that legend to just bring up where it is right so for example you've got an icon for where your car is but you can't you can't go through the legend and just click the car and have it snap to it snap to it you literally have to just Look through the map, through these hundreds of icons to find this tiny little car, and it just 
little things like that. There's stuff like that, that all, all through it. Kind of mm. stack up, and for me, like. I don't. I, I don't. I still don't really know how much of this is just the technical side of it mm. needing to be patched on the PS5, but I'm not really finding the world that immersive or mm-hmm. cohesive yet. It's the it opposite. It looks. It looks. It. It. I can, Yeah, you're right, Knox. I can see the edges. It yeah. feels right. like a tech demo. All the ads in the world don't look believable. They don't look like a real world. I don't believe mm. that I'm in the future, uh, and this is where advertising has gotten to, every time I see an ad, I feel like I'm looking at someone's year 10 Viscom project where they've had to design an ad for a futuristic bubble gum. Because right. they or don't look either way. They don't look stylized and cartoonish in a way that the whole game is or right. whatever. Mm. And they don't look... They, they, they look tacky in a way that isn't in-world. Does yeah, that make sense? Right. Yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah. They're meant to be tacky. They're meant yeah. to be, look how sexed up all these ads are now and like, isn't this a... But it's like a lame polit- political cartoon version of the mm. future. You know what I mean? Right. That's the bit. Yeah, that's a great way of... It's so yeah. on the nose yeah, that it just kind of sticks out. And then like the technical stuff of like, if you're driving around and like, yeah, there's people walking around, but if you look at them for too long, they start popping into existence in front of you. They start like disappearing if you turn slightly. They right. like people change... like. The, the the bugs and stuff on that level, I mean, all of the technical stuff is maybe a separate conversation. Yeah. Because well, even yeah. if this game didn't have any technical issues like that, maybe the AI is a technical issue, but I found that to be poor in, in like those um, combat or sneaky or whatever settings, which is why I just started shooting them because right. I was trying to do the sneaking around, but then there's not really... They're not well-designed levels in the way that these types of games often have, like a Dishonored or whatever, where, like, you know, always with those games, they're like, you can do what you want. It boils down to, like, do you want to go through a vent or shoot a person? Right, right. And so the the structure of those games is often looser than the lofty idea anyway. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this does an even kind of a subpar job in that genre. Oh, I've, I've felt it to be at least on par with that stuff. It's probably sure. not as... Uh, intelligently designed as something like a Dishonored 2, which I played recently and was mm. like, oh yeah, this, it, but it's focused on stealth. It's like, right. we've thought about how to make it really hard, but possible to figure out how to sneak through this entire level without getting caught. Yeah. And it doesn't, this Cyberpunk doesn't quite have that, but I've found it to have like, yeah, if you want to hack this door and go through the back way, you can, or if you have the technical knowledge to like open this other one or like climb through this vent or whatever you can, um, or if you want to go up to the front door and hack this guy's optics and then just walk straight past him and then there's a whole nother... Ch- like, I've yeah. found that stuff to be present in the game to the, to the extent that I have been able to utilise my different skills in, right. a, in a way that I find satisfying. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's been not as satisfying for me about it is that it just looks like a stat check every time. Right. You know, there's no kind of creativity to what you're doing mm. uh, in the way that the those games have at their best that those types of games like a deus ex they don't even have it the whole way through any individual game right like but when those are at their best it's like you came up with a solution to this puzzle 100 and i haven't felt that at all with this game yeah i think that that i felt it uh, to uh, an extent that i've been able to role play through it with side missions yeah it's not really in the main missions which are the best thing about this game right there from the story perspective yeah and like for the yeah absolutely they're, they're fun they're cinematic i like you mentioned before the writing is mostly really good or holds up to a to an extent of immersion yeah i think it's like fantastic like i've been playing other like call of duty 
Black Ops Cold War yeah. has like solid, cohesive cinematic writing, but it's very hacky and corny and tropey. Yeah. And this has some tropes and some corny stuff to it, but mostly it's like I'm not taken out of the game by the dialogue, which is something that happens in most video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm really enjoying the story and the writing too. Mm. I think I'm I think I'm six or seven hours in. Right. And kind of kind of my problem with it so far is and again, like to go back to how the world feels to me, it I'm just finding it looking a little kind of drab and plain, which I know is going to be hard when you're in like a, when the setting is like a rundown city, a lot right. of which is a slum. But you know, Final Fantasy VII is set largely in a slum, mm-hmm. but it looks visually interesting. But I still feel like for being seven hours in, I haven't really seen all that much nah. of the world because right. typically an open world game will, in its early hours it will do a lot to send you across the map. Mm. So it will be, hey, you need to go all the way over here to the other side of town, like drive over here, do this. It does a lot to kind of send send you to all these different places to get a feel of it. This game hasn't really done that. Mm. It has a lot where you're it, sitting in a cab talking to someone, being driven around. And so far, all the missions there. It's that a are, long game. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but like in, in these for seven hours is still a fair amount of time to have chucked into something to feel like I'm just in the one small part of the map and the I mean this game I think that 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 like maybe is a criticism of pacing which I do think that this game has problems with mm. with um also like with how it gives you those missions with how the the main story progresses as well because like characters will develop relationships a lot quicker oh, yeah. than <laughs> you uh, then feels at all natural. Yeah. Especially, right. so there's, I don't want to be at all spoilery. Yeah. But there's one character who you end up interacting with a lot, mm-hmm. who is like, the, the, becomes the second main character. Sure. It's Keanu Reeves. We all know, like, he's yeah. in I did, it. I actually did not know that's who you were referring right, to. Right. I mean, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. And the, the relationship between you and Keanu Reeves is underbaked and it's, it's very so strange c- core to the story it, when it's when it's introduced it's very late in the game or like it's it's very deep into the game and that works really well from like i i think like it's a cool narrative thing yeah. that yes. they do at yes. some point but you meet him it's very uh and this is as vague as possible it begins very antagonistically and yeah. then it sort of softens in like 20 minutes it's very strange it's pacing to, yeah. to that yeah yeah, yeah. It's it, it it's and it feels like you've skipped a part or something. That's I mean, happened that, a few yeah. times to me. It feels like with the pacing of the game, I find that the overall pacing of this main narrative is good because yeah. I've settled into the character, I've figured out how to play the game, um, I've developed some relationships and started to yeah sort of figure out how I want to approach the story. I really like the stuff with Arasaka and with all the yes, like. There's yeah. some really really cool stuff going on in that story. And it's and you sort of get the feeling because that stuff was sort of in the periphery in the very early stages of the game and it comes right. to the fore. Yeah. There's probably going to be other stuff that does that too and I feel like it's been done very well. But the sort of moment-to-moment pacing or like maybe mission-to-mission is crazy. Yeah. Like Jackie yeah. Wells is a character he's been in all the trailers, all of that shit. You, the way that you develop the relationship with him is bizarre. It's so weird. It's you, really weird. Yeah. You, you meet him like 10 minutes into the game, yep. which, whichever way you start. That's another problem is that those three starts, meaningless. Yeah. They're really fucking lame from what they were presented. It doesn't change 
anything really about the actual story. Yeah. Doesn't change how your character is. Just sometimes you'll have an extra bit of dialogue of like, yeah, I used to ride motorbikes out in the wilderness. And they'll right. be like, all right, shut up. Yeah. Or like, I used to work for a corporation. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's get back to it. My uh, Before I forget it, my uh, biggest issue with this game, because yeah. the technical stuff I've been able to av- avoid, mm-hmm. um, my biggest issue... Uh, my only issue that I that I am not overlooking at this point because like I love enough about this game that I'm overlooking a lot of yep. the problems. Right. But the big thing that I really want them to fix is your is is all the stuff that ties into how effectively you can role play in this game. Mm. And it, there's so many areas that are lacking. You can't customize your character after you've created them, which is like if you start as a nomad. You want to like maybe create a character who's like a bit of a dirtbag, but once they move to the big city, you'd probably want to get a haircut and stuff. Right. The fact that you can't like use that um, initial backstory to develop a character and then change them as the game c- continues yeah. is just bizarre. I mean, it doesn't change your personality at all, which mm. is a grating yeah. personality that yeah. this character yeah. has. And it is so fully formed in the same way that Geralt was or, you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing where it's just you're playing as a pre-cooked character yep. and the dialogue choices aren't like, oh, I want to be, you know, and yeah, these can be underdone sometimes because it's like, I want to be nice or I want to be a dick often. But yeah, you don't even yeah. have that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm gonna be a dick, right. but or about I'm gonna which ask subject a, first? I'm gonna yeah. yeah, ask an extraneous question or get right to the point is basically the only yeah, role yeah. play you can do in dialogue. It, it feels like with this game, and this happens like with pretty much any massive AAA hyped up open world game. People are looking to it to really change the way they play games and be this mm. really different and you know genre busting experience. Forgetting that it's essentially. It's a blockbuster holly. It's you know, mm. it's the Avengers. You're not going to go and get. Yeah. You're going to have I a fun time, but you're not going to get this thing that changes the way that stories are told and really mm. what the experience is. I mean, mm. it kind of was a lot of with Red Dead Two, right? Like, yeah. there was this same level of hype leading into it about feeling like it was going to be this like insanely different experience, and it you know it had little neat different things here and there, but at the end of the day. It's an open world game with a cool story and yep. great writing and an interesting environment. And this is kind of the same. I think people uh. got swept up in the character creation stuff being and, and the, the choices that you would get and the way that the world was going to be presented. People really got swept up in thinking that this was going to be this big revolution. And it's not. Mm. No, and I think that happened to some people. I think that more... Uh, what What has happened is that this hasn't lived up to the last game they did. Right, which right. was doing the same sort of thing. The Witcher right. Three was way better at a lot of the stuff I have a problem with in this game. Where sure, like yeah. the world would give you quests in a natural way. Where I mean, yeah, it'd be some one fucking standing on the street being like, "I need a Witcher." Yeah, and that's kind of the same thing. But then you'd run into people out in somewhere, and they'd be like, "Hey, can you help me with this?" And I've got a reason for this, and let's mm. have some dialogue. And then you go do the dumb mission. But this is like getting the, a text message yeah. and reading through it on a page where like the bottom of the text splits off to the side of the page because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's fucking broken. Like it it just, it saps away, even if that text is interesting and there right. have been somewhere it's like, oh, this happened and this happened. You're like, yeah, but you just wrote that. De- like it's not in the game. It, yeah. The problem I feel like with this game and hey, this is a wild take, too ambitious, this game. right? It, it's, it's fallen because like... Skyrim, I love Skyrim. Lots of people love Skyrim. It's like, you know, the highest selling game of all time, probably across platforms. But it's it. what it lacks is a really well-written main story. Mm. And Cyberpunk has that. But what Skyrim had was 
a genuinely genuinely interesting emergent world where stuff like that, like in The Witcher, you mentioned Nox, mm. would happen, or you could genuinely create your own character. Yeah, you you had a bunch of dialogue options. You could make your character look however you wanted, change it, like. It was a really good role-playing game. Mm. And Cyberpunk is lacking in a lot of those role-playing aspects. But it has a lot better story than, than something like that. It's so weird. It's, that they've, mm. it's, they've fallen right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. really, it turns out, not the best way to fall. And, and I kind of find myself wishing that it wasn't first person because this is my yeah. other big problem with the presentation. And as much as I'm really enjoying the story... And it is a very cinematic story, but I hate that it all happens in this first-person perspective where when you're in basically a cutscene, you're just looking at it from this first-person perspective. I kind of find myself wishing that it would just cut to a cinematic Mm -hmm. and just let that play out because I find that – I I find myself less – Weirdly enough, less invested in it because I'm watching it from a first person perspective. Like that's mm. at least just a taste that's thing. A, that, where, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely a matter of taste. But yeah, I, yeah. that's just what I th- I think that would make me be enjoying it a lot more mm-hmm. at this juncture if I was getting these actual cinematic moments presented as a cinematic moment right. instead of. You know, a guy was talking at me and I was looking around the table and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that pizza is really low res. Well, it just gives you more <laughs> sure. chance to focus on the stuff that's... The thing with the ambition of this game too, I don't think it even is very ambitious. Right. Like, it is trying to do something that has been done well a number of times. Right. Red Dead and The Witcher 3, like, uh, Red Dead is a crazy high-budget game made by a really talented development team, so it's not fair to hold everything to that standard. Right. But the last game they made was better at doing the things that I have a problem with in this game. Right. So it really seems like this just fucking got away from them. I think so. Yeah, and The Witcher has atmosphere, which, again, I don't really feel like I'm getting in this. And, again, like in these big combat shooting moments... The you do, one of the big things you'd associate with cyberpunk and 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 yeah the science fiction genre is is the score and mm. this like I thought here we go here's an opportunity for some cool synthy music. Every time I've been in a gunfight, the music that has kicked in has felt more like the most recent Doom games right. than it has cyberpunk. I've I've kind of really felt in combat moments, and again this is just a matter of taste mm. that the music to me is just kind of off stylistically from what this should be and it makes me feel like I'm playing Doom mm. but it doesn't feel as good to shoot as, as right. the I've, Doom games do. I've found the music really good. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've liked, liked the music. music Again, that's just purely yeah. And I do me. think, like, it's punk. Cyberpunk is punk as yep. a genre. It's not just the 80s synthwave. Like, it's in there and, like, yep. I do like the radio stations. has a pretty broad variety of music. It does have sort of, like, techno and synth and sort of heavier punk. Um... Mm. I've liked the music in the missions as well. Not necessarily the genre. I think you're right. It gets a little sort of thrashy. Yeah. But I've liked the atmosphere that it brings. It does raise the tension for me at least. Mm. Yeah. I, I've, I've thought the music, like even just like the main menu theme and stuff is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the map. The map uh, yeah. music the, is kind of weird. And, cool. and the music that's on the radio and the cars and that sort of stuff yeah. I've been enjoying. But just but the experience the- of driving around, the, the whole open world part of it is... Not great because the 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 world itself has interesting places to look to. Th- what you were saying before, mm. like I've gone around 
the map now. Right. Because I played it for maybe 30 hours or something like that. And there's a couple of missions that send you all over there. I was like, I'll do these missions Mm. because I'll get to see everything. And there are bits of it that look really nice. Like I say, kind of as a photo mode thing. Because when you're moving around them, there's nothing to fucking do. And all the traffic looks like dog shit. And they're all driving really weirdly. (laughs) Like everything seems so unnatural and so pre-baked and and, and crappy. (laughs) Like it just seems completely unfinished. Like so many parts of this game. Yeah. There's nothing that kind of happens while you're out there other than these missions being given to you in the most like, it really feels like at some point they were like, ah, fuck, well, we don't have time to do that. So we just need to get someone to call you. It doesn't matter. Like it feels like, there's so much patchwork, it feels the like, going on in this game. The way the phone calls are presented yeah. too, where you see a picture of them yeah. just statically head-moving. Like a fucking very... when you click on a character in StarCraft. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah, just right. seems really shitty. <laughs> like, so I I agree, but I don't, what I don't agree about is, well, my, my experience of the game is that it does have atmosphere and I like a lot of this stuff. Right. But it's... Because it's to my taste. Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's done, in my opinion, to the best way it could be done. Like, mm. yeah, I would have loved, like, little cutscene or meeting moments where you come across these fixes when you head into a new part of city or, you know, whatever. Or just having the story that is contained in the in mm. the text of that be actually conveyed to you in, yeah, in yeah. a way that didn't make it feel like you were just sort of, uh, like, banging on this thing from the outside looking mm, in kind right. of. But I think, yeah, what is there is is enough to my taste where like it's reminding me of like in Metal Gear Solid, the, it, but like the first one where you just mm. have this low res thing of like, you know, this guy chatting to you or like super old sci-fi games they used to play or even mm. like text-based games, books I've read, like this is all stuff that relates to my taste in media in general. Sure. Which is why the, yeah, the next gen video game aspects of it not being present are not as much of an issue for me. But like, fuck, if they fixed all this stuff, then I'd be even more happy. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I think a lot of it seems like it's a long way away from being fixed. Because right. Because apart, apart from even like the glaring stuff, which we haven't even mentioned yet. Yeah, like, yeah. That's chapter two of this review. Right. <laughs> There's so much of it that that feels really unfinished from even if the, the flat out that's a bug bugs right. weren't there. It's still often jarring the way that you get in and out of these missions, the the side things, you know? Like, they're not presented in as natural of a way as their last game did it. Right. And so I'm kind of comparing this to The Witcher 3 because I think that's fair because it's the same genre of game. It's like an open world thing. Yeah. Obviously very different in terms of how they actually play and like the combat and stuff. But the, the world is just such a huge step back from the last one they did that um that has really taken me by surprise. Mm, right. Mm. You know. Yeah, I th- I feel too like like you said it's overly ambitious. Mm. And I kind of think yeah, they've they've just been a bit fucked over by the time frame that this happens to be coming out it's in where they've ideal. had to develop. If this I mean they've been making out, it s- for years though. Sure, you know? but mm. if this was a different if if this was if they'd started two years earlier and if this was releasing two years earlier. I mean, only it was, on it was meant gen. to be releasing six months earlier at least. Yeah. You know, like sure, but I mean, if, if they were releasing it in a time before the PlayStation 5 and the Series X were in the conversation, then I think it's a much different game. If they're mm. developing it only for the PlayStation 4 or yeah. if it had come out in a year's time, a year and a half's time, where they're only developing it for the PlayStation 5 because that's a big part of the problem that they've run into, right? They're mm. developing it for a high-end PC yeah, and they just completely forgot about the PS4 version. But the PS4 version is like, that's the one that you're seeing 
ads for on the trams and stuff like that. That's yeah. the one that's or the being Xbox pushed. One or the Xbox even. One, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's the one you're seeing pushed more heavily. And I've I do feel really bad for anyone who who went in and thought, great, this PS4 game is out. I'll you know I'm looking forward to this. This is my yeah. one game for the next three months. And by all accounts, are having an utterly unplayable experience. Like I'm playing the PS4 version on a PS5. And it, I'm not really having those. I'm getting bugs here and there, but I feel mm. like I'm just getting away with it, and it does crash on me constantly right. as I'm playing it. And I think that that isn't necessarily something that's happened to them through an unfortunate timing. That is their fault, I think. Like the and development so this, of this game. This happened with The Witcher Three as well, right? Mm. Like it, it. Well, that didn't come out on console day and date. I'm pretty sure. Right. I think it. Ca- maybe I'm misremembering that, and that's The Witcher Two I'm thinking of. But like. The, the same thing happened with every one of their games they've ever released where right. it came out on PC, it was fucking buggy, and months later they were like, no, no it actually exists. Yeah, yeah. So, but, like, they were developing this going, like, hey, day one there'll be a PS4 version, an Xbox One version, and they had, like, a all-hands board meeting thing mm. that's got a transcription of it, and literally their, their reasoning for why the versions on the consoles they had been developing it for were bad it's because they were like oh we didn't put much time into it yeah you know so i don't really think that the obviously it makes shit harder for them but i don't think it's like i don't feel like it's a reason to explain it away yeah okay it feels it's it feels from what for yeah from what i've read about the other games they've made and this one they developed it for high-end pcs Mm. Which makes sense, but then the high-end PC version is also fucked. Well, it's not for me. That's I've had a pretty much. Well, I had one issue. Yeah. With uh, my first yeah playthrough of this game on PC, uh, which was fixed when I uplay, updated my Nvidia drivers, uh, and since then I've had, I would say. Literally no problems with it. It's run perfectly. No There's, bugs and shit. Because character. Uh, cause oh, I, I've had one T pose. Characters are doing that all the time for a bit. They're sliding around the place. And I've got <laughs> right. like, I've got a good PC. It's yeah. got like a 2070 Super in it, which is like maybe. It's good. It's better than mine. I've got a 1070. Right. And so I've got I've got the, a thing that should be able to run this really well. And like it's smooth and like I can turn ray tracing on and it looks nice yeah. and it runs fine. Like it's not having the, the thing of like getting fucking 13 frames a second or whatever right. like on an Xbox. That's not the issue. It's that the game itself is fucked. <laughs> like right. the characters' mouths don't move plenty. And like I'm aware that these bugs are in there so... Maybe I'm more prone to notice them because mm. I, I, and that I think is part of the thing with um, what we were talking about before, I, like where maybe those things that are taking me out of like, oh, I can notice that the AI is bad here is because I'm aware that that is an issue with the game. Mm. And so I'm picking up on it. But like cars and people populating in just while you're looking at them, just pop literally yeah, right. popping into screen. Is, Shit that I wish I was recording. Like, Did you install it on a SSD? Yeah, it's That's on an NVMe so thing in the... Like, and it's not the textures. Yeah. It's literally entire people. You can see that there's a point here on this pavement where they've said when you're X amount away, we're allowed to pop something in here. Right. But it's broken, so it does it while you're looking at it. Right. Yeah, there's weird. not enough cars on the road to make it seem normal on mm. like the highways and shit. Just stuff like that that is like... You can see what they meant for this to look like, and it doesn't look like that. Yeah, I haven't. I, so, I, in between playing, I've been going on Reddit and reading people's complaints and mm. and positive reviews. I, I put out a few, like a couple of tweets and a Facebook status to ask our listeners what they think of the game, and it's been mostly 
positive for people who can run the game yeah. with like, yeah, there are some bugs, but it's a great world. I'm like, cause a lot of people, I guess are like me and have this taste for this specific genre. Yeah. Like that's why they've bought the game, I guess. And are looking past the bugs, but yeah, like I, I keep seeing these, these laundry lists of like the AI doesn't work or the cops don't, the cops spawn. The cops are fucked. They just but pop it, in it, underneath you and this, blow your car into the air. Yeah. None of this happens for me. I don't see yeah, any, right. any, people popping in like all the streets are populated at all the times like mm. i am driving around my car and i'm not being like oh there's only four cars on the road instead of te-. like i just don't notice any of this and stuff. i would guess that it's because you're not noticing rather than it not happening because we're sure, running the same sure. version of the game obviously yeah. and like because it, it is enough for me that like i've gotten like Spawned my car somewhere. It's a bit stuck in the ground. I've gone, haha, that's funny. Gotten in and then, oh, I can't drive and I can't get out now because I'm right. low to save. Right, yeah. right. Like things popping in and like, like especially with summoning the cars, it's kind of funny. Like most of the things aren't breaking it and I haven't mm. had a crash once. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's enough stuff where like there's an effect you get when Johnny Sh- Silverhand shows up and then that effect just wouldn't stop. Yes. Right. I, was I thought that around. was something in the game. I so thought that was I. like a mission thing. Like, oh, I guess it, I kind of thought, oh, my vision in the game now is just like this forever. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then it crashed. I restarted it, had to start the start of the mission again and it was gone. Exactly. Right. And this is the thing is like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm getting little glitchy things here and there. Like someone sitting at a desk talking to me and then they're, up on the roof and the right, back right. of the chair. A guy Nothing. jamming a burger in his face and like <laughs> yeah. instead of eating it, someone sliding out of the restaurant. I just like ten right. things happened while I was having that um, conversation with someone in a diner. Right. And I was just like, this game's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's not because see, like, I break- I spent that entire scene like looking around, going, "Holy shit!" You can see the pores of this guy's skin. Yeah, like, right. And like what taking screenshots of like the because fu- I do think the ads are like in universe appropriate. Like I. There are cyberpunk media um, things that I don't like because they are too edgy. Like, is it Transmetropolitan? Is the comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Ellis? Is that right? Yeah. I tried to read it. I had it recommended to me by a bunch of people and I found it to be what you find the ads in this game to be. Like, just edgy and juvenile and trying too hard. I don't find them distasteful. I find them lame. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. mean? Like, it's like I'm seeing that in the writing of this comic and finding it lame and a bit, you know... Or just, they just look unprofessional, I like mean, Tommy was saying. I mean, just aesthetically as well. Yeah. Right, they don't look right. like... It's, it's They're like, poorly yeah, this made. Is, this right. is 50 years in the future. This isn't what advertising would look like. Right, yeah. sure. It looks cheap. It, it looks like designed in about three seconds in right. Photoshop. That's, that's my... It's an aesthetic complaint for me. And it's but not yeah. like it's a part of the effect that it's like, eh, hey, look at this. They would have shut it out in three seconds. Like, it's right. not like that's a part of the... Like, the, that TV show that's always on. It looks right. shitty. Right. The animation looks shitty. And, like, even when the animations are working in this, they can look shitty sometimes. Mm. The The... When you grab someone, they're always clipping through my face. <laughs> right, like, the shadow stuff being really pixelated is one I'm getting a lot. Oh, on the that's PS5. been that's been fine on the PC. But, it, right. but again, like it, these little glitches of people, I haven't had two. I mean, I I haven't played it for nearly as long as you, Knox, but I haven't had as many issues of people slipping around. I've had the odd one here and there, mm. and I'm constantly feeling like you know it's it's crashed. I think four times on me, and. You know, it's fine. It's easy to restart. I'm not having any, you know, I'm not having it be unplayable like it seems to be on a PS4. Yeah. But 
when you feel like at any moment you're going to see a little glitch, part of why you're playing a game like this is you want to be immersed in the mm. world. And it's those little things that all stack up that mean that I'm not feeling like I'm engaged in the world. I feel like I'm looking at a very expensive piece of tech mm. that I'm barely getting away with running and it just completely takes me out of the world. And right. so last night I was playing it and it crashed and I thought, I can't be fucked reopening this. Mm. I'm going to play a bit of Red Dead 2. I went in and started playing that again last week while I was waiting for this to uh, install or download or whatever it was because I never finished that epilogue. Yeah. And I've been hooked right into it. Mm. Again, and going back in and just seeing how beautiful this game looks and how all these systems in this game work so well and it's cinematic in all those ways that I'm enjoying. And then I remembered when I started playing Red Dead 2, I didn't like that. Like It took (laughs) me a long time to gel with that as well. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm just going to end up having the same experience with Cyberpunk where it's not what I want it to be at the moment, but when I settle into it a bit more. But it is hard to settle into when you've got these issues that are just constantly kind of like taking you out of the experience and reminding right. you that like yeah this thing shouldn't be running this is a yeah. this is an abomination of god it's just <laughs> well, crawling along the ground yeah. like, please kill me yeah but i got the akira bike so it's fucking <laughs> sick but i was gonna say i didn't play the witcher 3 until it had been released for like four or five years right and even then i didn't get into it and i tried it again i think a year or 18 months later and then i got into it and loved it mm. and it was a seamless technical experience right. it was flawless it was beautiful like it was visually stunning it was the audio mixing was great i was fully immersed in that world but if you played that game on day one it might have been or it was a different experience yeah and there are parts of this that they can fix like mm. part of this is us talking about how it is to play now but it won't be relevant in however long right but there are enough elements of this that seem permanent mm. as well that I'm like ah that's just it's it's like specifically with a lot of the side because the story is good when you're in it mm. the bits that make it uh make you kind of at arm's length from the story because it's just in a text Mm. or it's been given to you because you went near enough to a marker that's on your map for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no reason for you to have this big exclamation mark here. That's But when you go near there, you get a call being like, hey, the cops have found someone who's stuck in an apartment. I Mm. I reckon she might be a cop too. I don't know what's going on. Mm. And like when they're good, they're good. There's Mm. one where you just like have a conversation with a depressed guy and it's nice. Right. It's, It's well written and i enjoyed the experience of being in it but it's all the bits around it where like you know if you've got a nice plush room in the middle of a hovel you're not going to want to go to the nice room because you know you got to wade through all this muck to get Mm, there mm. and there's enough of that muck that it's um i'm still enjoying i played it for 30 i intend to continue playing it for more right but it's it's real fucking sketchy right now Yeah, yeah i think that's like with the witcher i hated the combat right and i still think that it's not good combat. Yeah. But I overlooked it because of the other stuff in it. And I feel I think like I did too, yeah. probably I would struggle to see a future in which Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't have those, you know, sharp edges polished off to the point where it's sort of in the same position as The Witcher 3, where there are, you know, issues with this game that are probably related to, yeah, a lack of depth or a lack of thought put into or time put into them. And design elements that uh, I think right. would need a real overworking that even if you scratched out just the glitches and the bugs and the performance and all that stuff, it's not 
the perfect version of the what game is presented right now still is a, is like a like a seven or eight out of ten like a good game yeah yeah but with like the same sort of flaws that heaps of other open world games like Assassin's Creed and yeah. should have yes I think you you summed it up really well the other day Ben we were discussing uh, how we want to tackle our game of the year episode and right. how we want to and I I was sort of saying when it comes to talking about cyberpunk you know we're going to talk about it this week we're probably going to talk about it more next week and then potentially we do our game of the year well if it is on any of our lists like do we really need to talk about it more after talking Mm. you know it's just how do we tackle this and you said well you know to each their own but i kind of feel like you know that it's an absolutely fine thing to just go cyberpunk will probably be on my 2021 end of year list because that's when it is. It's a 2021 release. Yeah, like by the time yeah. the patch is out, by the time the PS5 version's out, I think the PS5 yeah. version is going to be really good once it's yeah, got those edges sanded off, and, and I mean, that really made me think yeah. of it in in a in a completely different way. It's uh, like we're playing a. It feels like we're playing a beta, 100%. playing an open access, mm. and we're at least uh, like at least visually, I'm playing the PS5 version basically on this PC. Like mm. it's got yep. the ray tracing on and stuff, and it looks nice, and the reflections look fucking cool. It really yeah. adds to it having like it's such a having the bright signs reflected in a puddle is what cyberpunk yeah. is. Uh, like I just was walking down an alleyway last night in the game and stopped and was like, I can see everything like from this building at the end of this street reflected in the puddle in the ground. In front. It's fucking insane. When you get yeah. that ray tracing shit, baby, it really cranks that shit up to mama, 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 <laughs> But like it's my least favorite character in cyberpunk. It's mama, really mama, poorly mama, written. Mama, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if yeah. you made the character called that. Um, but yeah, just like, I can't visualize what the fixed version of this game, how it improves the thing that I feel more fundamental. Yeah. Right. I I look forward to that. Not be like, I want to play this game again in a year as Mm, well to to Mm. see what's different, but there's enough about it that seems unchangeable Mm -hmm. or at least without really fucking changing it. Yeah. That, um, you know, the best version of the game they've released now is like it's still like an eight, a eight and a half. pretty good mm. open world game. Yeah, yeah. I think for with me, with a very with patches of a much better written story, sure, middle, yeah. which deserves shouting out. Like that's really cool. Yeah, and it's crazy that my vision of the best version of this game is now a linear game, right? In the style of a Dishonored, where it's like a little bit branchy, but it's like just give us the thing that you worked on, yeah. as the actual these product. like we talk. Uh, I mean, No Man's Sky is it's bizarre. It hasn't come up yet, but we did talk about how if that had had a curated you know, limited world made by this team, mm. Hello Games, it probably would have been better. It would have been more enjoyable. It would right. have had more detail as opposed to it being this big sprawling thing that was kind of empty. Uh, it feels like that, yeah, could have worked here. And the response to the game has been over the top in that way too, mm. where like it's still just a game and whatever. I think that there's a separate conversation we should have now as well about like being misled and all that sort of shit. But... um. Yeah, just worth saying this, that there's I mean, never a case where you're you should show as much venom as being shown towards the people who made this game. Yeah, yeah. of course. As a lot I of mean, are. I not that this is a justification, but I think this is a rare one where yeah, sometimes things just don't stack up to what's shown in a tech demo at E3 yeah. five years before, and that's kind of like well, yeah, things change. And then there's this where the version that is like we said advertised on buses mm. and trains as being available on the Xbox One and then you get it and it it basically doesn't run. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's that's 
yeah, get a refund. Yes. Just get a refund. Yeah, Don't yeah. go on Twitter. Because, yeah, yeah that is... That is really shitty that they've released it to market for a hundred dollars in that state. Yeah, it's it's inexcusable. It really, yeah. it's not just like little bugs and like I feel like on PS Five, I don't feel like I'm getting an optimized experience. I just mm. feel like I'm getting the experience that you should get on a PS Four. Right, running yes. at sixty frames a second maybe rather than thirty, but it should run at thirty sure. on a yeah, PS Four. Yeah, yeah, yes. thirty on a yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like it's yeah. we don't have we haven't tried it out on the base consoles. No, but having looked at a bunch of footage. Uh, from like digital foundries and stuff who have no bug to bear mm. with it. You know what mm. I mean? Is that how you can you say that? It's <laughs> a bug to bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you get those YouTube compilations <laughs> where it's like, oh, well, you've fucking cherry picked the worst yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, they're just doing actual hardware testing. Yeah. And across the board, the games don't run in a way. They part that. So in that like, um, board meeting they had a qu- the question was asked how did these pass certification mm. and they said it's because sony and microsoft thought we were going to fix it by with the yeah i read patch. that yeah so like and they they deliberately held back footage and review copies and all that stuff because they knew that these versions of the game didn't run like a game needs to run <laughs> yeah and hit that fuck fact to, to keep selling them which it's Insane. It's like, really gross. And their sh- reasoning was we didn't put enough work into them. Yeah. yeah. It know? seems like at this point, with not even hindsight, they knew this. Yeah. They should have just released the PC version. They should have delayed the console versions again. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That- have more time to be working on just them. Yes. Not these eight Great different fix. consoles and like, in tandem. Yeah, if you have a, a an older PC or like a graphics card without ray tracing... The PC version is not going to be perfect, but if you do, people would be sharing these beautiful screenshots and clips and and loving the game that has been released. It I looks feel. fine yeah. without ray tracing too. It looks good without yeah, ray tracing. Yeah, I, I still. so I bought a new graphics card. Oh, really? After I've been playing it for a few days, yeah. Because I was like, "Fuck, what it? What I like I a want thirty a, whatever? Uh, a thirty sixty Ti. Right. I think they're the only ones you can get your hands I on. I believe at the so. Yeah. yeah. But I so I played it for four or five days. With just my 1070, yeah, it looked great and it ran perfectly. But I think it's probably because, yeah, my system was sort of going. Well, this is what we can handle. Yeah. So this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. You but can, it, yeah, it was great. Customize it to, uh, you know, it's a PC game. You can make it look in a in a, a, a you can make it look medium so that it runs well. But I, and it I, still looks good at the medium settings and shit. I had it on ultra. That was the weird thing. I feel mm. like I guess you know ray tracing is the thing that takes my, up most of the it's processing power. Kill, yeah. But I had it on ultra on like a 1070. I got 12 gig of RAM. I yeah. had it on an SSD and it looked great and yeah. it ran great. And I think that that yeah, like in a in a vacuum it looks really good. Yeah. The the, the yeah. photos. There's something about it in motion where I guess because, like, the driving controls on a keyboard fucking suck. Yeah, not ideal. I've played it with a controller as well, but then the shooting fucking sucks. Yep. So <laughs> you really, unless you want to switch between both, which crazy things have happened. Sure. But, yeah. The, I, I've gotten used to the driving, but it's as with... like there's a, the, the thing that's fucking pissing me off. Mm. Are you playing on a keyboard? Yeah. The double tapping to, to dash? Yeah. And if you're trying to crouch around slowly, you want to inch forward because there's no walk yeah, button. I've done a few. And you accidentally fucking jump up and dash and you're yeah. like, hey, everyone, I'm here. <laughs> I had this great one where I was trying to sneak through this room. There was a guy sort of like over near the door and I was like, okay, I'm going to sneak from this bit of cover to this desk near him. Yeah. And instead I launched myself directly at his face and like I was like, okay, I'm just going to shoot this guy in the head. And yeah. But it's like, well, I guess that was fun. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if you double tap either of the any of the directions, you dash, and there's no way to turn that off, and there's no walk button. Yeah, and stuff like that. Where it's like you didn't test this game much, did you? And like, yeah. And they've said that they didn't <laughs> yes. because COVID happened was part of it, but also like fucking hell. Yeah. It, but then also, yeah. I mean, look, we better wrap this up in a second, but. Yeah, then there's other things that it's like you can't explain away with COVID and no excuse can. Like the epilepsy thing is just oh, absolutely Oh, man, we haven't even gotten to that. We're we haven't gotten to like the 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 uh, maybe distasteful fucking things about uh, social issues. Yeah. I don't know how to quickly say yeah. that. And we haven't because you need more time with that stuff to let it sit to properly yeah, analyse that sure. stuff. Well, let's wrap it up now. I guess we'll have a little more to say about it next week. Yeah. Probably I'm going to put more time into it and, and yeah, kind of hope that it galvanizes a little more because mm. at the end of the day in spite of having focused largely on my negative thoughts about it i i still don't really know how i feel about it mm. yeah. it it yeah i like enough of what it's doing well to kind of want to persevere mm. but then i sit down to do it and i'm excited to do it and then a thing pops up and i just go oh, i can't be fucked with this right yeah the i think because we've talked about it so much it's worth summing up like if you've got a ps4 or an xbox one don't get this game yet. yeah yeah yep. um if you've got a good pc and don't care like want to play it now right. then it's a pretty good open world game to me yeah yeah maybe and still i think wait, though, like, i honestly, think there's maybe no still harm wait, in yeah. waiting yeah yeah because yeah. they will fix it i'm pretty confident in saying because yeah. they've done it with the other three games they've published so it's fucking absurd that we didn't expect this to happen again right. yeah whoa all right we'd better wrap this that's up that's the end of podcast <laughs> alarm tommy's door went off my door went off uh, all right guys thanks very much for listening filthycasuals.com.au for the yeah. links to our socials our patreon where you can get a bonus episode every week and uh the premium Bandcamp episodes the youtube channel all that stuff Thanks very much for listening, as we say here at the end of every episode. Tommy's got a package. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.